This is Dance Talk Radio brought to you by PhiladelphiaDance.org, your one-stop spot for everything dance in Philly. I am your host, Charles Tyson Jr., and today I am thrilled to have our guest. She is a dynamic performer. She is a prolific choreographer and director and writer and all-around fabulous human being. Lauren Putty White is in the house. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning. Oh, thank you for that intro. That's, <laughs> that's a nice way to start my uh, my Wednesday. <laughs> see, see, and it's and the best part is it's true. <laughs> thank you. Um, so I first uh, made your acquaintance when you presented a work at Etc. The Etc. Performance Series. I don't even know how long ago because time means nothing anymore. And <laughs> right back in the before times. Before. <laughs> and I remember watching your tech and seeing your choreography and just being like, oh, she ain't playing. <laughs> and so from that day to this, I just made a point of like knowing what you're doing because I love what you do and I love seeing you do it. Thank you. Yeah, I was. It's funny because um, earlier today I was thinking about that. How that was the first time we did actually like physically cross paths, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're like kind of really one of the first people to like give me opportunity, um, like in Philly, like in the area when I was trying to get my stuff out there and I was trying to get my work seen." Um, and you had that, you know, it was a great space, you know, the CC, and you like mm -hmm. had that <laughs> opportunity for like so many like of us just trying to like get exposure and just to, just to like have a place to share exactly um, i was like really excited about that and i just and i just remember like that being one of my favorite um of course one of my favorite venues still is but um also, oh yeah like um one of my favorite like programs like to be a part of yeah and i remember i remember when you presented uh the CEC was in the other other configuration so <laughs> that at least puts it in a certain time frame in my head right right <laughs> um and i also remember uh for whatever reason one of the artists no called no showed and so i'm like all right i went into that mode and i went to you it was like can you go early and you were like um i have funders coming so i can't move and i was like oh work went to the next person can you move <laughs> <laughs> I ain't messing that up. All right, bet. <laughs> I was of the essence. <laughs> exactly. I was not mad about it. I was just like, okay, she's working that. I'm going to go over here. <laughs> so you have since uh, started Putty Dance Project, mm -hmm. and you are doing the thing. Um, so you started off doing these multimedia dance theater uh, projects, which were very cool. I remember the first one I saw, I believe was an excerpt you were previewing at the CEC and it was about like our relationships with social media and technology and how it takes over our everything. Um, and I remember that being very cool. And then you morphed into this live music, live jazz, multimedia thing with your husband and it's I love that too uh talk to me about PDP and its journey 
Um, yeah. Uh, that's basically, yeah, you basically did the, I mean, you said the outline of it, like it, it started off, I think really a lot of its evolution just has to do with like, you know, I guess just time experience and, and growth, you know, as an artist. And when you're first like putting yourself out there when you're younger and all these things, you, you always just want to go hard. You want to go like full force. You, you think big, which is great. Yeah. Um, but sometimes that doesn't always fit into the ultimate vision, I guess, or what, what feels the most organic. And so basically what happened with us, it was that it was the big push and we were trying to do these, you know, uh, somewhat big productions, you know, with, with the multimedia and all these things. And it has to be about this and we have to reach this demographic. And, you know, I mean, it was just like such a, such a structured format of what we were basing the company off of and who we wanted to attract and all of those things. Um, and it was that, you know, we still had, of course, the, the one thing that always stood was the original music component and having components of live music and then me choreographing. And so that was always a big piece to it, that collaboration. Um, but in terms of what it's become, it's more of just what naturally is us, what's naturally me, it was naturally him, my husband, um, Brent White. And so, you know, he's a jazz musician and a composer. And so, and him composing um, original works and original music, it's just become a thing where um, I just started performing with his bands. And this is like mm-hmm. been over like the last year, maybe two years now. Um, and uh, it's kind of, it was kind of like a thing where we did the first show like that um, in that format where, you know, it was like music. Oh, and then dance, a part of the music. Right. Uh, it was the first time we did it that way. And afterwards you were like, you know what, this is like, this feels really good. Like this is a this is a really natural progression for us. And we we're just like, you know what? Why don't we t- start steering the company more in that direction, having it be more about improvisation, which is a heavy a part of the you know jazz idiom and the jazz music culture. And you know, yes. And so um, it's sort of. I mean, not sort of. It has <laughs> um, become more of that now. And so uh, what we do now is that it, it is still original compositions that he creates some. Um, and now with me, there's a little bit of, um, you know, like set choreography in there, but the basis of it is like the chaos surrounding the form, I guess, um, and the spontaneity and, and improvisation. And so it's all of those things um, <laughs> now. So we, we went from it being like a perfectly like calculated show to not knowing what the heck is going to happen and every show is going to look different. <laughs> and, right. so we, and we bring along the musicians and we bring along the dancers with us. And um, sometimes it's just me and sometimes I bring in, you know, other uh, movers and uh to you know to collaborate with and um yeah so it's it's a really great thing it was great then but now it just feels more defined and more uh more settled into like who we are and where we're going um as artists mm. if that makes right. sense right it does um, and i also noticed i was going through some video clips and you know when you were being very like calculated and you know i have a plan and this is it it was again dynamic and and fierce and fabulous because you know you can't help it but when you brought in the element of the dance 
and the music together, it simultaneously became more intimate and more grand. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and I and that's kind of ironic considering where you started. <laughs> you were ready to like set the world on fire with this piece. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You like have these ideas and these goals of what's going to be like the most attractive and appealing. And then you're like, you know what? I'm just going to do me. And then whatever's going to be attracted to that will be attracted to that. Like, right. Um, so, yeah, totally. That's funny. Yeah. Because you've been there really since the like the start of, you know, and like just seeing how we've, how much we've grown, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I believe my initial reaction to your choreography was summed up in, in two words. Yes. And okay. <laughs> Cause I believe that's what I said. <laughs> so, um, and I also appreciate that you have this tremendous physical, technical facility that you bring to your work. Um, and you're, you have this wonderful movement vocabulary. And, you know, for a lot of choreographers, you can, you can stop there, okay? I can do these amazing things. I, can, I have dancers that do these amazing things. And I have interesting movement vocabulary so I can put together these wonderful pieces of choreography. I can't stop saying wonderful. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people don't go further than that because they don't have to. But you also have something to say. And that's what I appreciate because it's that extra layer on top that just, you know, puts it over. Um, what yeah. are your your biggest choreographic influences, would you say? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, I know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, you know, pat yourself in the back. Um, yeah, I think just so many and I guess a lot of it just naturally um steers from people that I've worked with you know uh personally mm -hmm. um of course like immediate people that come to mind are people like Camille Brown and mm -hmm. um and then of course uh you know Jawale Zawler and mm -hmm. I mean like there's um yeah who, oh Christopher Huggins uh yeah I mean like the list is I see all of that immediately but yeah just in the language and just as a dancer, you know, just in learning under those people or working with them, like um, how the language is so innate and, you know, inherent, you know what I mean? So I feel like, um, I mean, yeah, sure. There's more. <laughs> I'm like, there's, there's tons more, but like, those are like ones that just immediately pop up like, Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, this person and this person. I mean, that's a, a fierce top three. And again, I can totally see it. Like um, Camille with the storytelling, uh, Jalale with the uh, again storytelling through through movement, and and Christopher Huggins with the the scope mm -hmm. of the work. I see it. I see you. <laughs> I just see it. <laughs> so, uh, talk to me a little bit about your your dance history, your dance journey. How did we get here? Oh, man. How did we get here? How many hours you got? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, basically, uh, so I, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, mm -hmm. So that's where my um, bulk of my, like, um, rooted training came from. You know, I, I went through 
Um, at the time, Towson University had a children's dance division. Um, that was basically, I was there from like four to 18, like, you know, mm. my entire childhood. And um, so I, I came up through that, but then I also went to performing arts high school. I went to Carver Center for Arts and Technology there. Um, and then I knew once I graduated high school, it's just like, I, you know, I think the goal is to get out of Baltimore and, you know, really try to as most dancers, you know, where like New York is like the bright light at the end of the tunnel, right? So, like, right, yeah. Um, uh, so I, at least I got somewhere closer. I got to Philly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I went to UArts um, for undergrad, um, and that was just a not only a culture a culture shock in a good way, but a life changing experience. That's where I just, you know, studied with some of the most amazing professors, networked, and made some amazing connections and friendships. And that's when I discovered a love for choreography there. Um, and then, yeah, after that, it was just kind of like boom, boom, bam, everywhere, everything, everyone. Um, right. Kinda, you know, I, I did a, I, my first job job was with Washington Reflections Dance Company um, in uh, Washington, D.C. Um, and uh, that was like my first like company uh, gig experience. And then I went on to do other smaller projects and working with independent choreographers here in Philly, like Tommy White Evans, yes. uh, you know, people like that. And then. Um, the, the big New York break finally came, um, later down the road and I, uh, ended up getting a position with Parsons Dance Company. And so I was with them, uh, for a little while and then came back to Philly and years later, unexpectedly, like the long, long dream was to be a part of Philodenko. And, um, just when I thought that was never going to happen, it did <laughs> when I right. became an older dancer. And, uh, so, and then I did, yeah, I was with Danko. Um, and. So after that, in between all of that time, um, my husband and I had started Putty Dance Project, and that was when it was still fresh and we were figuring out what it was, you know, and all of that. Um, but the, you know, Putty Dance Project was always there, you know, throughout that, those experiences and uh, me touring and all of that. Um, but yeah, that, that was that was my performing experience. And then, of course, um, just like teaching a lot, you know, I was teaching a bunch of local studios and I taught for the school district of Philadelphia for a while and um and now I've kind of ended up uh in academia and like a higher education space that I really love um at Stockton University so that's where I'm at right now full-time teaching um yeah I mean it's <laughs> that's that's the whirlwind version um there's like <laughs> you know, but um yeah there's you know a lot of um just the performing and the teaching and the choreographing all have just been intertwined um, throughout. But it's interesting seeing it all come to fruition now and like the forms that it's in. Um, right. So I'm just grateful that I'm able to, you know, exercise all those passions and um, that I can still call Philly home, you know, for that. Uh, but yeah. We're definitely grateful for that. Um, so has your has academia has your 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 career in academia at this point influenced you as as being a dance writer or vice versa so honestly or, my writing writing was always kind of one of those other things that right you know when i was like younger and people were like what do you want to be when you grow up and i would always say a dancer and a writer <laughs> you know it's like oh okay writing's there but um but it, I didn't really become serious about it, I guess, or the love for it wasn't rekindled until a couple of years ago when I had gone through grad school and I had gone through an MFA program at a 
excuse me, Montclair State University and all the writing you have to do in grad school if you don't know or if you do know, you know, Uh it's it's a lot. But it also was um, really enlightening for me because it was like, oh, man, I've missed this. Like I miss articulating myself in this way. I miss and just being able to do it, um, you know, with the focus of, of dance, you know, and that being the thing, like, you know, so it's just kind of like, oh, you know, I kind of really would love to get involved in dance writing, you know, somehow putting the two together. Um, and so timing would have it, divine timing, that um, like shortly after I graduated, which is in like 2020 and like, you know, right in the thick of the pandemic or the beginning of it. And um, spots had opened up for thinking dance. And I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity, you know, for me to try to, you know, get my chops, my writing chops together and try to, you know, do that, write about dance in Philly and like surrounding areas. Um, and so um, thankfully I became a part of that team. And so uh, since then, you know, I've been able to just write about different, all things dance, like right. shows and stuff going on. Um, and it's great. Cause I love that. I love being able to literally like, you know, like use my voice in that way. Um, being able to talk about it. Um, which is definitely a different pathway of expression, but a lot of the time it's similar too because um, I'm basically rewriting about a lived experience, and you know, mm. dancing movement is a lived experience and it's constant. So I always try to <laughs> come from that mindset of putting myself in, you know, in the performer's um, existence or space or whatever when I'm writing about it. Mm. And I also feel like. Now more than ever, and this just might be my perception, like this is the time for dance writing. Like I've seen, I'm seeing so much uh, from so many people and, you know, it's great. Like for a while it was uh, Dr. Brenda Dixon Gottschall was the, like the dance writer and she was the one you look to and now there's more and I'm digging it. I'm yeah. digging it because, you know, we always uh, try to put each form of art into its own box yeah. and we never realize the intersection. And, you know, then there's a, that whole perception of like, well, dancers don't think. Mm-hmm. I want to smack whoever started that but, <laughs> because dancers are some of the smartest people I have ever encountered. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Just don't ask me to do math. <laughs> I tell people all the time, I can only count to eight and I start at five. What do you want from me? <laughs> but yeah, I love that. Um, you mentioned uh, a sh- the shift that took place uh, during the pandemic. How how did the pandemic affect your art overall? Um. This may sound strange, but I I'm thankful for the time and space that it provided um, because it was during that time that I really was able to tap into my personal like my my dance voice and niche and brand and really define who I am as an artist. Um mm-hmm. Because I had, you know, just being home all the time, <laughs> being home all the time and just right. like, you know, giving you that, you know, a lot of people say it was a time of reflection and this and that. It, it was definitely a time of like movement for me. 
literally. <laughs> like I was just literally moving and it became a thing, you know, just like moving around my house, moving in between like chasing after my kids and like, you know what I mean? And just filming myself doing it and making it. Right. And just like, oh yeah. And then I discovered Instagram, which was dangerous. And so I was like, <laughs> Instagram. And so I just started, you know, hmm, what would happen if I just start posting these videos? And, um, and that was what happened. Yeah. It was like during the pandemic when I like got an Instagram account and I just like, went off the <laughs> went off and couldn't stop you know so i just like posting dance videos was like kind of like um uh very joyful like therapeutic type of thing for me um and it's just something that i like have really come to like love and enjoy so i guess it is it's more of a selfish thing now i'm like oh great if people see it that's wonderful but i'm just doing this because this is fun and <laughs> i'm like so i'll just keep on doing it um so yeah for for me it's helped me um number one uh re-spark the spark right but then mm. also um just really like understanding like what type of dancer i am um and where that kind of falls into the whole grand scheme of things or you know the bigger picture um and it just feels good to like you know know what that is and not really feeling i have to like prove anything with it you know but right just, just be it do it and ta-da so <laughs> that's yeah i yeah i remember uh seeing the the dance a day <laughs> videos and being like good for you because you know it's cathartic and it also gives you a little bit of a structure mm -hmm. in an existence that may not have any at that point in time you know and it's like i know today i at least have to do this yeah you know yeah. um so what do you think at I, because i assume based on some of your earlier work and you know what we're just talking about with the dancing videos that you are an observer of social media uh on and its influence on the culture specifically in the the culture of the arts and dance mm -hmm. um what is your opinion <laughs> <laughs> dance and social media the double-edged sword that that is right you know it's it's kind of a hard thing to um I guess formulate a solid opinion on because as artists, we are sensitive about what we do and we do have that part of us that seeks the validation and acceptance and approval, right? So like part of what, when we're putting ourselves out there and sharing, you know, we want that follow or we want that like, we, right. somebody like it, you know, <laughs> and that's just is what it is. Um, and so I think it's such a thin line with it because, you know, the answers now it's like, it's, it's almost just a part of the, um, it's a part of the culture and the part of like your, I guess your audition, so to speak for lots of things, because mm. you know, they come camera ready to these classes. You see it, especially at like the big studios, like Millennium and like those places like that, like the, the main, the center combination, you better yeah. Camera up and do it really fierce, and you post it because you expect and you hope for like thousands of people to like it and share it and for it to become viral and for you to get a job. <laughs> right. Body. Um, and that's just, you just, you know, what it is now. And so it's like, how do I feel? I feel like that's a moment um, that's wonderful to be able to, you know, see that moment of like, uh, you know, how wonderful of a dancer you are. But 
um, it still is just exactly that, <laughs> you know, it's just a moment and right. for you to really truly build on who you are and your reputation and, um, and to really have like a stable network, um, in the field, um, it just comes from building like real relationships and, um, and meeting people and having them get to know you and, you know, putting yourself out there in that way and not just, you know, for that one minute fierce combo, like, you know what I mean? But yeah. what happens beyond that one minute? Can you do a 20 minute ballet, first of all? But then, Thank also, you. Like, but then also, you know, what kind of person are you? How do you work in a rehearsal environment where you're there for six hours with other people who are probably better than you and you might be understudying their part, you know? So it's like, there's just so many other aspects that you have to take into consideration. And social media is great for like the glam and the, um, I'll, I'll say for the introduction, it's a good introduction. Thank you for the intro of who you are, but who are you really? You know, right? Um, so for dance, it's only like it just shows like that good one or two minutes of like, or maybe sometimes thirty seconds of like you right. know, your your like so called strong points or your strengths, but yeah. right because I I I feel the same way. Um, you. It's it's a good tool for, like you said, an introduction and also to supplement the broader work that you're already doing. But I feel like there's this crop of young people where like that 30 seconds to a minute is the goal. Right. <laughs> you know, and again, like I saw a video, um, Debbie Allen talking about like how she had tried to hire one of these Instagram dancers mm -hmm. and they were only good for a minute. Yes. I think I saw that. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you have to think about that. Can you do, like you said, a 20 minute ballet um, where that's not the only thing on the program that you are also in. Yeah. And can you do eight shows a week, mm -hmm. you know? And I also feel like, do people believe in paying dues anymore? Like, is that even a thing? That part. So true. That's the other thing. I mean, yeah, like, you know, my time coming up, it, it was all about that. I mean, it was all right. about the hustle. It was all about the hustle with, like, a lot of the time, no pay. Thank you. And, like, just, like, just taking the time to study under different people and go to their workshops and their classes and just to be seen and – but also get the information, too. And, like – um yeah, it's it's the the quick gratification thing is very real now. It's like, um, you know, like I was saying, like yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, when they post to them, they think that's their audition. I'm gonna tag this choreographer, and they're gonna see me do this ten counts of eight, and you know, what I mean, and I'm right. gonna do the next thing. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, there's the reality is there's so many people in line ahead of you. And, mm -hmm. and we all know that that was the ninth take of that video. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like with editing and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, no, the dues thing is, yeah. I mean, you just used to slave over um, one, just like, you know, polishing your craft and making sure uh -huh. you're a game. Um, mm -hmm. And having to go to numbers and numbers of auditions and not just go to the auditions, but take the classes too, you know? Right. Like, um, 
I remember with Danko, I was like, yeah, you, you don't, normally you don't usually get hired the first time you audition. That was definitely not my story. <laughs> I definitely had auditioned maybe like three times and I was there like doing the training program and, you know, right. with Danko too. And like, you know I mean? Like there, there's, there were different steps and stages that had to uh, be processed before you got to the final, you know, <laughs> um, you know, first company. And so, and, and a lot of places are like that, like where, but even, I don't know, I mean, even with like the commercial industry and having to, I mean, those auditions are brutal too. It's like you have to study under those choreographers for a while and then have them get to know you. Um, so right. I think, you know, building relationships take time. So like, that's nothing different for for the dance field. Like you, it takes time to build, you have to pay the dues. I mean, I don't know, right. maybe a little bit maybe social media is makes it a little bit easier in that way now. I don't know, but um, yeah. I, Cause I, I was noticing this, like um, I would say about 10 years ago that mm-hmm. like young dancers are expecting top dollar right after they graduate. And, you know, I go back and forth with, you know, n- where is the the mindset of paying dues? And then part of that is, well, how much of this is like pull up your pants and get off my lawn? Like, do, do does this generation have to suffer the way we suffer? But at the same time, but if you don't, how do you appreciate what you, you know what I mean? So I, I'm going back and forth with all that. Yeah, no, totally. It's uh, I think it just creates a false sense of entitlement because, you know, if they, if you don't have the experience uh, or the journey of like, paying your dues and, you know, kind of climbing up the ladder, so to speak, then, um, then you're always going to expect, you're always going to expect the position and you're always going to expect the top dollar or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and you don't recognize that you're replaceable and that there's always somebody better than you. And that, you know what I mean? It's, there's that, that humble, that like humility, that humbleness and humility, that's what, is lacking with that. You know what I mean? So, um, and I'm sorry, those are necessary qualities when you're trying to, when you're trying to rise up, like you got, you know what I mean? There has to be that middle. Right. Middle yeah. Ground. Cause I had an experience with a dancer a few years ago and, you know, up to that point, they had gotten every job that they went for mm. and a lot of these were very prestigious and deservedly so like they were a phenomenal dancer but then you know i ain't that i'm sorry like this is where i'm at and this is where i'm trying to go and the level of expectation and entitlement i didn't even realize it was like oh this is what you you think that's what it all is and then i tried to point it out and then i was an asshole you know (laughs) so yeah, it's it's interesting, like yes. the way different people perceive the industry based on you know how they entered it. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and well, also too, their training. I mean, what are their teachers telling them? You also know, that. Also that, right? Like, what you know, um, what type of training, what type of mentoring have you been under up until this point? You know. Um, because a lot of it comes from that too, what they're being fed, what they're being told, what um, they're, what they're being taught in terms of like how to present themselves and how to put themselves out there. And, you know what I mean? Um, So yeah, a lot of it has to do with that too. 
That's true, because it's not just about teaching, you know, technique and the leg goes here and how many turns. You're also ideally instilling values mm -hmm. in this person that you're like putting into the world. Right. And, you know, that's that's a that's a good point because you see, um, for lack of a better example, dance moms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you see the where the priorities lie. And, you know, I wouldn't want to meet these kids like in the world, like right. in professionally or just on the street. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got that's that's an important thing. The values that we instill in young artists. Yeah, because as I am want to say you know, the arts are integral to culture and society. So we are the fabric of society. We need to to make one worth having. Absolutely. So um, you are embarking on a new performance journey this month. <laughs> what? You <laughs> Why don't you tell me about that? Yeah, yeah. No, it's just like <laughs> you saying it is like yeah, it's like right around the corner. Um, it is. Yes, we we have um our first uh, like big show again um, since the pandemic, um, and that's coming up February twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Yes, that's a plug. Um, <laughs> oh please, no plug, plug, plug. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's going to be at Christchurch, um, both that Friday and Saturday, 7 p.m., presented by Philadelphia Dance Projects, which I'm so grateful to Terry Fox and um, for giving us the opportunity. But um, yes, we are preparing for this show, and um, it will be very much under that umbrella that I had mentioned earlier of the, having the full-on, full-blown jazz band, um, me and three of my dancers, um, which has been a very collaborative process. Um lots of improvisation, um, all kind of surrounding the concept of uh, the happenings of life through pictures. Um, the name of the show is Glimpse um, because it's mm -hmm. like, you know, glimpse, it's, it all goes so very fast and being able to have luxury of looking back at any given time on different memories. Um, you know, having that access through our phones and, um, and it's really become very um relevant to me over the last six years um, when I became a mother six years ago which is crazy um mm. but um I have two little ones six-year-old and a three-year-old and never have I had so many photos and videos of anyone right. any <laughs> human beings in my life until you know now they and, doing something get the camera <laughs> like, like but like glued to me basically because um, I don't want to miss a moment and that's the right thing. We capture everything, which is the advantage to it. Um, and so I, you know, the idea kind of came out of that, like, oh, you know, I would love to kind of do a show about that, like just um, showing how we can always relive our memories and moments um, and what that creates for us and how that affects us and um, just being able to and then just using um kind of showing the beautiful contrast of how you know even though camera or pictures are you know like still shots of those things but in movement and through movement 
um, literally and figuratively, it it's, um, creates an eternal like life of those um, memories um, because movement is constant. And so, right. um, so kind of having uh, the dancing and the movement of the, the dancing and the movement of the music um, in contrast with uh, showing different pictures, you know, in the backgrounds that'll be, you know, um, shared on video projection and um, kind of just showing that um, beautiful contrast and how, how that works harmoniously uh, together. And so um, we're really excited about it. It's uh, definitely nice to just prepare to be back in front of like, you know, an audience again, like doing, right. doing that. And so yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. Um, <laughs> definitely feeling like it. the effects of like last minute like preparations and things, you know. Like <laughs> you know, I know. <laughs> yeah, just, oh yeah, all the things, all the prayers, that just like everything, just like run smooth, you know. Like, but uh, yeah. So yeah, we're excited. Fabulous. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for you. Um, yeah, that's that's that thing about you say memory and, and taking that pause to, to look back. Cause we don't, we're constantly like going and doing and trying to get there. Um, I'm going to throw a, a question at you and, and see what comes out. So top three highlights of your career in the say, let's say the past 10 years just off the top of your head go highlights um touring germany with philodenko um producing my first dance film uh and wow oh and uh, yeah performing with the sunra orchestra i can't forget that at carnegie hall work talk to me about that um, that, <laughs> so basically this was last year. Yeah. 2022. Yeah. It was last year, early last year. Um, and the center orchestra was a part of like Carnegie Hall's Afrofuturism series and. Oh, uh, right. Oh, you were in that. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, cool. 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 So they performed and I performed with them. I'm, you know, I guess you could say I'm kind of the dancer of the band now. So I normally perform with them when they're doing anything local, like either in Philly or New York or, you know what I mean? Um, and so okay. yeah, do that. And it was really, yeah, it was really, really amazing. Like, um, because why wouldn't it be amazing? Right. I right. <laughs> right. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, that sucks. But um, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, no, it was just great being on a iconic and legendary stage. And of course with, um, the history of the orchestra i mean they they stand alone on their own two feet um but just being a part of that is really just um an honor and and a blessing and so uh yeah being able to do that um yeah it was just kind of like because there were um oh goodness and i wish i could remember the artist's name i feel terrible now that i don't this amazing singer she was like a featured guest with them at that event and um oh Oh, I cannot remember. Um, she's like major too, which is even worse. Um, but um, and she's based in LA, I think. Um, but yeah, so it was with her and um, the poet. Uh, what was it? More, more mother, I think. Okay. Poet. Um, you know who I'm talking about? 
I think I do. That name yeah. sounds familiar. He's like a yeah, pretty well-known uh, poet. And so, yeah, they did it. Um, they had some special guests uh, with those two artists. And yeah, it was really, I wish I could say something more like, <laughs> something more eloquent about it. But other than that, it was just, it was amazing. So, <laughs> Hey, yeah, I love that. And you mentioned uh, making dance films. So how do you how do you approach uh, creating dance for film? Because it is its own animal. It is its own animal, and I'm definitely not going to sit here and act like I was behind the camera because I was not. I had I had my good friend who is a professional videographer um, do the the filming of it. But in terms of just having to you know be like a creative director and choreographer, of course, and like um, kind of catering to the site specificity of it and um, the overall picture, you just really have to think of it like a storyboard. Um, it was just a very different process for me because um, as opposed to a show where everything's in real time and boom, boom, bam, like this is like, okay, no, like the narrative has to flow in such a way where people are not going to get tired of watching it in the first five minutes because it is on screen. Um, right. So just thinking about piecing things together and how you piece them together. And this was like, in 2021 okay. 22 i can't even keep up anymore time means yeah. nothing <laughs> right what is time no i believe it's 2021 when we had filmed it so it was still like you know of course we were like shutdown was over but things were still very much people were just starting to like hang out again and you know but the mask wearing was still very heavy and stuff and so i had all my rehearsals on zoom and then we just literally got together the day of filming filmed all of the group parts in one day and then mm. a second day the solo parts and that was it so we filmed in two days and it's a 15 minute film <laughs> um but wow that's ambitious yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, with time and money. What uh, else were you doing? Yeah, <laughs> that, will dictate, that will dictate how lengthy the process can be too. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was very different and it was very intimidating. But I also felt safe because you know I was working, like I said, with my friend Daniel Madoff, who was the videographer, and um, and so by him, he's he used to dance with Cunningham, so he's you know he's a dancer. Oh, okay, and so he got that aspect of it anyway. Um, and so kind of having his expertise and his um, following the flow of of things with that also helped me feel a little more secure in it, you know, kind of like, you know, putting my foot out there in a different different capacity. But um, yeah, no, it was, it was a great experience and it definitely, I definitely will say I got bit by the bug of it. I would like to explore doing more of those. Um, so I don't know, we'll, we'll see where that goes, but. Yeah. I love dance on film. And again, I feel like now is the time more than ever for dance on film. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a good part of that is because of the pandemic and you have these creatives who needed that outlet. Yeah. You know, and you, you're not constrained by not being able to be out in the world when you're making a film. You can put yourself literally anywhere. If you right. have the creativity. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, so we talk about, you know, where we've been, where we are and where we're going. Do you have a, a there, like I'm trying to get there, like what is there for you? Honestly, my answer to that now is 
there for me is just still being able to do it. <laughs> you know, I don't, hey. really, I don't take it for granted anymore. You know, um, I like it, you know, dance is, is life and air and everything uh, for me. And, you know, I'm coming up on 40 years old, Lord willing, this year I turned 40. And so it's just like, as long as I can do it. Right. And you know what I mean? That that's there for me. So like if I'm still doing it and kicking at like 80, like then yes, that's 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 it. Like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't need any fanfare or anything extra. It's just like I'm just happy and grateful to my body is allowing me to still do it right now at this point. And from what I understand, the key is just don't stop. Yeah, yep. <laughs> exactly. Because once you do, it's like everything is like, there it is. I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. So, Ms. Lauren Putty White, or Mrs. Lauren Putty White, excuse me. <laughs> um, again, you have your performance coming up at Christ Church uh, on the. On February 24th and 25th, 7 p.m. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fabulous, fabulous. So I'm going to put the uh, the link to the performance in the notes for this episode. Yay. Um, if we wanted to learn more about you and uh, Putty Dance Project, PDP, where would we go? You can either follow us on Facebook, Putty Dance Project, or my Instagram, which is Putty White Dance, or website, puttydanceproject.org. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. We'll put all that in the notes as well so that people can get to know a little bit more about, you know, what you do. Because you're worth getting to know. I am, like, legitimately a fan of your work Aww. and your creativity. You just good, girl. You just good. <laughs> Can't blow up my head today. <laughs> hey, I will take that responsibility. I will. <laughs> thank you so much for sitting and chatting with me today. Yes, thank you. I'm glad we can make this happen. Right? It's been you've been on my list for Ooh, a while. <laughs> Yes, you did. Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) You take care now and stay fierce. Thank you. You too. I'll do my best. (laughs) You're doing it. You're doing it. (laughs) This has been Dance Talk Radio, brought to you by PhiladelphiaDance.org, your one-stop spot for everything dance in Philly. If you are a dancer in Philly, or if you love a dancer in Philly, please consider visiting philadelphiadance.org and clicking on the Become a Member button and taking advantage of all the wonderful benefits that come from being a member of Dance in Philly. Again, I am your host, Charles Tyson Jr. You have a great day.